0: time for tea with makita is a podcast about redefining self-care it's about looking at every aspect of our life from music career family relationships and everything in between it's about spilling tea on those conversations that are sometimes hard to have well we're not afraid to have those conversations right here join me as we spill tea on every conversation you ever thought about dreamed about or whispered about Hey, y'all, it's definitely time for some tea. All right, welcome back. It is time for some tea. I am just, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your time, your space, and your energy with me today. Today, I am super excited. Um, I have with me an amazing person, amazing guest, Miss Carly George. And today we are just going to be diving in to talk about trauma in the way that how it affects us not just you know our childhood drama but how our our childhood drama transitions into our adulthood and how you and how all of us are affected by that and how we can move past that and how we can practice more self-care in a way that is healing because i think healing is like the key to everything how do you heal past the trauma how do we get to that point of recognizing recognizing that we're in trauma So, Carla, thank you so much. (laughs) Awesome. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Yes. Um, Thank you for just being here and and sharing your your space and your energy with me and my amazing audience today. Um, Tell us, you know, if you had to describe like who you are as a person, how would you describe that? (laughs) Who is Carla? These
1: (laughs) 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 These questions, they always throw me. Who am I? I am someone who loves very deeply and who is very deep and open and curious and spiritual and um on a healing path as um yeah someone who just wants to make the most of what I have here on this planet and someone who wants to know themselves as deeply as possible um I don't know if that's the right answer, but <laughs> that's my answer.
0: I don't think there is ever a wrong answer because we are so multifaceted. And when we talk about, you know, our childhood and where we where we were versus where we're at, there's so many things that go into that that make us who we are, you know, and that is like we are a version of all of those things. So there, there's never a wrong answer <laughs> when we think about that. But um, what kind of got you on the path of helping other women to like to heal, to to practice that devotional self-care and just recognize that, you know, you have to start a healing process, start a healing journey? Well,
1: I'm someone who's always like when I think back to my childhood and the many activities I did, I was like dancing, and gymnastics horse riding I was very sort of social and what I noticed about myself is that I always had this um this supportive nature so say for instance like when I was a cheerleader um I remember sometimes when the new girl she used to start and would be all shy at the back and I'd always say to the girl I remember this one particular girl come come and stand by me because I didn't want them to feel left out you know or silly I wanted them to feel comfortable and welcome um and so I've always had that naturally in me but my own um like just my own journey in general I'm someone that's got <laughs> if I'm thinking something it's kind of normally so because I've always been so inquisitive and I've always read of books and been naturally kind of into personal development I'm always sharing because I can't help it, it makes me feel so excited um and I kind of, I want people to feel good, so I'm always sharing these things, and that means some people don't even want to know, but some people do, and so like my own healing journey, um, I started to kind of realise, like, this is, so many people are suffering, and people need help, and I don't necessarily, like, this isn't like a bash system conversation, but I found that. The, the official sort of health system that's set up to help people in in this country um, it wasn't helping and so after I've sort of figured some stuff out for myself, it's like I really want I want to empower people to to understand and to know like in an embodied way that everything that they need is is inside them already and they don't need to go to a so-called authority, like we're the authority of our bodies. Like we need guidance, we need people to point us in a direction. But other than that, we really have, we've got this. And I just really want people to, to know that.
0: Yeah, I think we get a little lost sometimes because we forget that we are our own spiritual guidance. You know we we have the healing power in us already it's just tapping into that spiritual connection to who you are and doing the hard work i think that's a lot of things that kind of throw people off is they don't really want to look back on the trauma that they experienced that 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 digging that saying i've experienced this i experienced something that was very traumatic and in order for me to move forward to start healing, I have to actually look back at that and admit it. Because so much of our trauma seems normal at the time. You know, you witness trauma, you live in trauma, you spend 30, 40 years sometimes thinking that this is normal trauma, like this is normalcy, and it's not. It's actually just. Repeated bouts of trauma that you've um, either was passed on to you that you've experienced, then how do you get to the point of saying, "This is no, this is crazy. Like, why am I living like this? I I can't anymore. I need to move past this, and I don't want this cycle of trauma and everything that goes with it. Because there's a lot of mental health in that. How 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 do you transition people to that space or have you know, that you've noticed or?
1: So, I don't really transition people to there. I think people, they have to get there by themselves. Um, mm. And normally it's like, I could speak for myself here, but when a pattern in your life is so bloody painful and it keeps repeating, and um, I don't know, your normal methods of trying to deal with it are not working, it, it starts to get so uncomfortable. It's like walking on hot coal, you, 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 there's only a certain amount of time you're going to stand on something that's burning. And so people, and normally it's kind of in their thirties, generally speaking. But you, something happens, and it's more uncomfortable to live in the painful patterns than it is to, to change them. And so it's like you can never force anyone. Um, it's something you have to come to, and then from there, like each journey is unique. But what I find is like, like there's so many coaches and healers people helping with this stuff. Each each coach has their own flavor and their own way of doing it. And so it's kind of like find what resonates with your soul and go that way.
0: I like that you said that you don't transition to people, the people have to do it themselves because I think we are now in a world where people expect other people to help them. Like, well, you're going to help me. You're going to fix me. You're going to make it better. And it's like, No one can really make it better, but you like you really have to, like you say, when you get a certain age and you've repeated this for a while, you do, things get really uncomfortable. You start looking around and you're like, I don't like this anymore. Like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to feel broken anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel lost anymore. I don't want to feel alone. Like I am just doing this by myself. I don't want that broken person. I want to feel complete. I want to feel whole. And that and that makes the change start to, like you said, you start helping yourself and you yeah. are no longer waiting to be rescued.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and, and you, there are sort of layers to that rescue thing, because <laughs> the, the, the deeper you dig, some days are difficult. Some traumas are difficult. Like the pain is so deeply inside of us. That sometimes you do wish somebody would come along and like you'd ask you. I still sometimes feel like, oh my god, do I have to deal with this today? But it's like (laughs) I've lost the trail of thought I was on there.
0: You have so many thoughts in your mind. You're like, which path was I on? Let's move on. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) yes. But when you when you when you're saying that, um, talking about you know, some days you just like, I need help. I want someone to kind of come help me and do it. Mm. Um. Not too long ago, I felt that way. Um, I deal with a lot of anxiety and um, I was just, I I took time off from work and um, so I'm a nurse by trade <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I need a couple of days off. I just want to relax. I don't want to do anything. And I did it. And I woke up the very, my very first day off, I woke up and I felt down. like I just felt so, you know depressed and my mind wasn't in it and I was just like oh gosh like I wish like. Maybe I need to talk to someone." you know, like I had all these things like and it was just like hold on let's start with me first, let me kind of do a little internal like. let's be honest about what's happening to you at this moment, where are you really at what's 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 really the cause, you know because some things we already know we just don't want to deal with so it was just that really sitting down with myself and being open and honest and like you said every day and a good day every day you don't want to do it alone and it's not that you're necessarily alone but in your journey people can guide you people can be there for you to support you but they none of them can do the work for you
1: yeah totally yeah and you know I like what you said about, like, dealing with yourself first because what I find, like, our coping strategies have become so normalised, like um, getting busy, doing the cleaning, going shopping, drinking, um, eating lots of food and or going out and sleeping with someone or, you know, whatever. These things have become so normalised, that what we don't realise is that driving those things um, are, like, emotions and feelings that want to be heard. And so what we tend to do is um, kind of ignore them or stuff them away. And then as soon as they start to come up, we might even think there's something wrong with us. My God, to talk to someone, like it's kind of always sort of this externalizing when really like there's nothing wrong. These things that feel like something wrong is actually your body functioning in exactly the way it was designed to. And um, I call them messengers. And so the question always is like, especially when you first wake up, how do I actually feel today? How do I feel? How does my body feel? How does my heart feel? How do I feel mentally? And then sort of from there, it's developing, this is what I help people to do, but it's developing practices that really nurture and support. I've come to see it as um, this beautiful romance with yourself. Like if you imagine that you're two people in a way and in fact there's many I mean there's so many different parts inside when you start doing the inner work but there's sort of this you and then there's this other you like it may be a masculine and a feminine you and one takes care of the other and so um if you start to see yourself as this kind of romance how do you what do you need you know if you imagine the most divine lover was with you how would how would it treat you um like I tend to wake up and I'll Massage like the bits of my body that feel kind of stiff, and then I do breath work for like half an hour, which is so healing. It brings up stuff from your body that you didn't know was there, and you cry and all sorts of stuff. Um, I do a bit of stretching, I journal, um, and drink water. That's before I even kind of get out of the bed. (laughs) But those practices are really making me feel this intimate connection with myself and so sometimes these little bits of sadness they they're not there to do anything to you or to spoil your life they just need to be heard and so yeah. you give that piece of sadness a voice then you might channel it or just talk to it and you'll notice that actually it's changed it shifts like nothing lasts forever and so like as you sort of practice loving yourself in that way it's it becomes second nature but then you just kind of start to realize oh I get it my body is a guidance system. It communicates. So it talks, you listen, and then, and then respond. And that's it. Go about life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you brought up um, doing the breath work because um, when dealing with my anxiety, that is what really, really, really helped me. Um, and it is one of the things I kind of got away from it the last two weeks, but. I always have to bring myself back because when I start do I do it first thing in the morning, normally, it's the first thing I do. And it really sets the tone, like you said, creating those moments of how you're going to start your day with checking into yourself. And I find that when I'm doing the breathing, the breath work, it really lets me, like you say, listen to my body, listen to what it needs for that day, what it wants. And sometimes we try to pile our plate up high because we live in this society that, you have to be doing something, which was part of you know, what I was feeling that day. For the first time in months, I had nothing to do. Mm. And so I couldn't escape all these thoughts that were going on in my head that I was able to like, oh, I can be busy here, I can be busy there. And it's like, yeah. nope, you gotta deal with me now. <laughs> it's yeah. time to check yeah. in and deal with me now. And I think people have a hard time getting to that space of saying, um, I, I love myself enough to listen to myself.
1: Yeah, and do you know what, though? Yes, but people haven't been taught how to listen either because feelings are scary. Like, a lot of these feelings that we've developed, these trauma ones, they were developed in childhood when our little brain, like, we weren't developed enough to understand and process. And so those kind of feelings of fear and terror that we had when we were too small to understand is how they feel inside us now. And so people are, like, frightened of feeling their feelings. we haven't been shown how to and this is another thing that I help people with learning how to tap into the present moment and feel what's going on kind of without being attached to it and the stories that come along with it because where Mm -hmm. there's where there's a feeling where there's an emotion there's thought the two are connected so it's like this mind body connection so um yeah through through starting to listen through the feelings first you start to recognize the thought patterns that you have then you can work with your thoughts as well um maybe change them or reprogram them and so like it's like an art form that once you know how to do that you kind of it's like having a toolkit for life we just need the tools to um to to care for ourselves and that's 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 my mission i want to help people to become sovereign in their emotions in their lives yeah
0: I like that. And I think you're doing that. Um, even um you you have the YouTube channel Unmasked where you talk to some amazing women about just really shedding that. And like you said, I love the fact that you bring up that there is this, there's a feeling, there's a thought, and usually with all, all those thoughts, there's a story that that's attached to that. And then you start kind of refilling it all over again. But if you reprogram how you think about the emotion and feel it, then it changes how the, the, I would say, I guess the right, word I'm looking for is the control it has over us because sometimes Mm. we give our emotions so much control and with, yeah, like it, and it controls everything. And it just, from that one, that one feeling will take us down this whole spiral of, of emotions and you're locked in there and controlled by it.
1: Mm. I see that as, um, speaking from my own experience, that is really you run it. That's still if they're controlling you because you're trying to get away from them. <laughs> mm. And in mm-hmm. order for us not to feel like this deep shame or unworthiness or this grief that we have underneath, we'll kind of, our ego will do anything not to feel that. And so like patterns like lashing out at people or addictive behaviors um, or lo- like love addiction and that kind of thing, that is literally us trying not to feel all the stuff underneath. And so it has control over you because what you run from controls you, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to learn to turn around and face ourselves. And it's the most loving thing. Like once you've kind of done that and got used to doing that, what you find there is there's something so beautiful. There's just this little girl in there that just needs to be picked up and held and told Mm -hmm. everything's all right you know and told that there's no monsters under the bed it's it's kind of I know I'm simplifying but really it is kind of bad but it's hard it's 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 um it's it's hard work to do but when you really sort of get used to the process it does become beautiful as well and the emotions they don't last as long they can breeze through you in like 90 seconds once you learn how to let them right so I don't know. It's it's just it does become fun, and it actually gives life more color and meaning and diversity. I find.
0: Yes, but you know it's so it's so different. I get depend on you know, like you said when you talk about the childhood trauma, and you know the learned behavior, the patterns of you know how you learn how to cope, how you learn how to communicate. You even learn how to um, how to feel when you're young. Um, Vers- and also like you are not allowed to cry there's no crying mm. here gonna, you know there's no room for emotions and then you get to a place where you have to actually show emotions it's very hard to get there from it's terrifying being- <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and also like
1: as a child especially before seven you're in your emotional body um you can't Emotions is, like, you can't not do that. So being told, I mean, we used to get hit as children and told if you cry, you're going to get something to cry for. And you weren't allowed Mm -hmm. to point out that, well, hang on a minute, you just hit me. And you'd get hit for trying to, speak. you get what I mean? There's so much (laughs) wrongdoing that we're doing to children about their emotions. Shut up, Mm -hmm. stop crying, um, stop whining, stop complaining. Just basically Mm -hmm. stop being and change Mm -hmm. into something else and then we have these patterns when we get our first boyfriend or whatever serious relationship it becomes like a mirror of that environment that we had as children but we don't recognize it and so you can get into like really toxic dynamics with people um, or spend your whole life squashing your emotions and silencing yourself we become our own abusers actually because we're Mm -hmm. the ones that are playing out the patterns and we're picking the perfect other person to help us do that right so as yes. we do this healing work as we learn to love ourselves with such like commitment and dedication and devotion it's that relationship becomes the foundation and then we start attracting things to us that mirror that instead
0: i love the fact that you talked about you know the attracting because i think sometimes we forget you know The energy that we have within us is the energy that we kind of sort of attract as well. So when we are looking, when we're holding on to negative negativity or negative energy, we seem to attract it. But when we start looking at the positive and we start releasing positive energy, you're going to, you're going to, in return, you're going to attract people that will also bring in positive energy you know mm, I think mm. energy is like a flowing thing for me you know it, it flows through us around us but you have to make sure the energy that you have is also good
1: well yeah like attracts like as they say right so if, yes. you, if you find <laughs> if you find yourself in a dynamic where you know all oh, that that person never listens to me there's a limiting belief there probably from childhood no one listens to me but also where are you not listening to yourself are you Mm. listening to yourself do you know what I mean there's always something to be to be learned from what's happening around us and inside us like it's not for nothing right this stuff means something there's a cause of everything so it's really important to to pay attention to what's coming at you and what stories you're telling
0: it is and you know what's so funny is that I was talking to someone not too long ago when they were um you're like, well, that person's just not making me happy. And, you know, I was like, how are they supposed to make you happy though? Like, no one can do that for you. Like, you have to have, you have to be able to be happy for yourself. Like, people can't make you happy. And if that's what you're depending on, then you're never going to find the happiness that you're looking for. Because in that, there has to be a conversation with yourself first and then maybe think about what you want out of your relationship because it does you know it's it's so many dynamics there but it was just like the 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 thought that another person is supposed to make you happy
1: yeah people do that a lot and but also in that is like sometimes it's communication error I mean somebody might actually generally feel happy in themselves But what they mean, and maybe what they're not admitting, and this kind of goes into self-abandonment, but is that person's not compatible with me. I kind of think that's what they really mean, right? But because we're not used to kind of filling our own cup, it's the idea, oh, they're not making me happy. But there's always a choice. Like, if, if the relationship isn't compatible, where actually I'm finding we're arguing all the time, and I've kind of, I don't know, I've done my inner work, and... I don't see us really going anywhere. It's having the the balls and the faith to say, okay, this is not what I want. I want a better match and walking away instead of clinging on and blaming and you're not making me happy. And then especially as women, we spend all this time with a man who's not compatible and we're trying to change him and force him to be this love that we really feel like we need. Instead of giving that love to ourselves, And that includes when you pick a partner rather than just kind of, and I did this a lot, just rushing in and getting really deep with someone before I knew them, um, and then spending years or months or whatever trying to fix them and change them. But um, it's slow down. Know who you are. Know what you want and then have the courage to say no to everything that isn't that and that you're whatever's meant for you is going to come to you it takes so much trust and like leaning back and it's really just trusting in in the life you were given and in who you are um instead of doing things out of fear which is what most of us do we accept things instead of the things just out of fear
0: we do but i love the fact that you said that you have to hit pause you, you have to hit that pause button. It's so important that you do and create the foundation. And like the first step in, in the foundation is knowing who you are. You don't know what you want until you know who you are.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just, you, you can't. And um, I always tell, I have two um, teenage girls, my youngest just went away to college and it was so funny because Um, I keep telling her, (laughs) I'm like, take time, get to know who you are. Like, uh, this is like a whole new chapter that's gonna really give you an opportunity to discover this person because you should not be the same person you were three or five years ago. Each, with each chapter, with each thing there, you are unlocking a different part of who you are, a different part of what you need, from yourself, from other people that you are allowing to be in your circle in your space. Um, and with that comes that point where you have to kind of reexamine who am I. Like things have changed. I'm no longer who I was in in high school. I'm no longer who I was, you know when I was in nursing school to who I am now. That person at the core is the same. But, you know, I've, I've grown. There, there always should be an, a, le, uh, a level of growth with each chapter.
1: Yeah, which is why it's so important to, I guess, um, in, instill into yourself this habit of um, always inquiring. Like, it, the work is never done, right? You're, you're like, um, having how do I call it, a kaleidoscope. You know, those, like, telescope things with the patterns and you just turn it around and it keeps creating a new, beautiful pattern. That's you. And um it's yeah, it's never done, you don't reach a stage you're like, oh right, I'm growing up now and that's it. It's like you are like the seasons or the ocean, not ever the same, always moving, always flowing. And so it's so important to keep checking in. I mean, I'm it not is. the same person from my home. But sometimes by the time I go to bed, I'm not the same person who woke up in the morning, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that changes too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love the work that you're doing with helping women just recognize, you know, that you can put yourself first, that you don't have to be ashamed of that, Um, to embrace the fact that it's okay to practice that self-care, to to practice that self-love, to create the foundation. Um, Tell us a little bit more about how you help women and um, what do you have going on?
1: Well, in fact, by the time this comes out, you will have missed it. I have a free event happening on the 10th of September, which is already gone. But um, I am launching my first group coaching program at the beginning of October. I think I've planned it for the 5th of October. It's going to be eight weeks. And it's like this deep dive into this beautiful devotional self-care, Take it in stages. So each week you get to try something on. So it's um it's gentle, it's a gentle process where so we do women's circles, where we get to share, we do breath work ceremonies. And um each week we're gonna try something on. And so we might try what it's like when we just only drink water, we notice how we feel. And then when we just make some tweaks to our diet, we can do these like little challenges that may last for three to five days. Just so, so you get to experience what it's like when you make certain choices because as you when you experience something that's how like knowledge kind of settles into your system you're able to make changes and so it's gonna be this um yeah this this beautiful loving container where you get to initiate yourself into a new way of being a new way of relating I call it non-negotiable I don't think like oh it's you know it's all right to welcome I'm saying this is self-care is absolutely non-negotiable. If you want to have that beautiful life and beautiful relationships and wake up feeling happy and healthy and joyous and make the most of this life that you get, it's absolutely imperative. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, this program is going to be, like I said, a group program for eight weeks, and we're going to be diving deep into all things, spiritual, emotional, physical self-care. So, yeah, people can find me on Facebook. I'm only on Facebook currently, under the name Courageously Carly. And um, I have a group as well called, what have I called it? It might change because I keep. I can't find the right name, but at the minute, <laughs> 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 we're called Awakened Women Reclaiming Emotional Sovereignty. And, um, yeah, so I share all my little bits of wisdom and things. And, um, yeah, this is kind of quite a new venture for me. So, yeah, is, whatever support I can get, I'm really... Pretty grateful for that.
0: Well, I love the work that you're doing, and I'm very excited to see how this uh, your your new your new group course is going to come along. Eight weeks, like you said, you know, we talked about um, changing a habit, changing a thought process. It takes time, and getting that opportunity to try something on week by week to see what what works, how you feel. Really sit with it, mm. sit with the change, sit with how it makes you feel, and really give it thought. That's that's powerful because you're trusting in yourself to make those decisions. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And that's what I want to help people with. It's not about me. I'm not the guru. I don't know everything. I can just point things to you and you get to try them on and you get Mm -hmm. to share your experiences. Like women gathered together is like so, so powerful. And so Mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of I want to put you in the driver's seat and you get to make you get to make the choices. You get to see how the choices fit, how they feel. And then once you know, you get to choose then, do you want to go and um, eat something that makes you feel bad? Or do you want... And you still get to choose, right? But it's conscious. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, still go out for that meal, still have that pizza. But what are you doing 70 80% of the time? And it's mm-hmm. using your choice rather than us just being traumatised and just going around in this unconscious sort of victim mode, feeling like mm-hmm. stuff's happening to us when really we far more powerful
0: than we 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 know we are and giving yourself that choice takes back the power yes it takes back the power to who you are so I love that yeah (laughs) all right before we wrap up and go Hmm. can you tell us what it means how would you define what it means to show up and live unapologetically on your terms
1: how would I define that I would define it through all the ways (laughs) I just said I define it through first knowing who you are. You give yourself that queen level self-care so that you know who you are, so that you're connected to your truth. And then you go out and live from that place, from your heart, wherever that takes you.
0: I love that. It, it, yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Carly, just for just coming on and just sharing, you know, and dropping so much good information. Um, I was writing notes down as we were going. I've gotten professional at being able to look at people and write at this point. Yeah,
1: because your eye didn't see you do any of that. <laughs> no,
0: but I'm over here just jotting down notes. <laughs> oh wow. wow. amazing. Yes. So thank you so much for just coming on and just really sharing your time, your your wisdom, your knowledge, and letting us, you know, get to know you better. Oh, you're
1: welcome. Thank you for having me. Beautiful. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: All right, you guys, you stay tuned for some key takeaways. Welcome back. It is time for some key takeaways. This was an amazing conversation with an amazing person. And one of the things that kept coming back up during this conversation was the question of knowing who you are. Knowing who you are is the foundation to healing. So I'm going to ask you, who are you? people ask us that question all the time. So tell me who you are. What motivates you? What moves you? Who are you? That question is one of the questions that stick with me the most. I remember watching Alice in Wonderland and the caterpillar asks her, who are you? And I've often asked myself that same question. Who am I? I'm many things. I'm many things to many different people. But when we erase all of those things, when you take away everything you are to everyone else around you, when you strip away all of the things that you do, all the things that, you know, Seem so important when you are defining yourself. When you strip all of that off in a way, who are you at the end of the day? That's the person you have to get to know. That's the person that you have to tap into. That person is the one that has to deal with the stress, the trauma. You have to get to know that person and taking the journey to get to know that person. is not easy because like we said, throughout this thing called life, you change in so many different ways. Our experiences shape us in so many different ways. You know, the things that we get to see, how we are raised, they all impact who we are. But they don't necessarily make us who we are. Carla said one good thing. You have choices. Each and every one of you have a choice. And you decide how you want to show up in this world, who you want to be in this world. You decide what you stand for. You decide the people you want into your life. You decide the people you don't want in your life. But the thing is, you always have a choice to change, to grow, to heal, to become. All right, you guys, that is all the tea that we have to spill today. I'll see you next Tuesday as we spill more delicious hot tea. Until next time, namaste.